0: connect with that higher power, that presence of why you're here on the planet, but shut out all the noise from the world because the world, I think they define things differently. And I think it throws a lot of us
1: off. Welcome to Awaken Greatness, the essential podcast for dreamers, action takers, people who want to reach your full potential and business owners that want their company to reach the next level. Each episode is a treasure trove of resources and tools that will explore the latest trends, actionable strategies, and the mindset shifts necessary to turn your dreams and aspirations into reality. Brought to you by the Dream Leaders Institute and hosted by Dr. Cliff Fisher. Tune in, turn up your dreams, and let's awaken the greatness within you.
0: All right, Tribe. Welcome to Awaken Greatness with Dr. Cliff Fisher and Jonathan Dunn, brought to you by Dream Leader Institute, where we awaken your greatness and give you the tools to find and create your greatest self and raise the consciousness of the planet. And so today I'm excited. I actually get to switch roles. So Jonathan Dunn, I'll turn it over to you.
2: Well, everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is certainly going to be a life-changing one. I make that commitment to you. in fact. The first question I'm going to ask Dr. Cliff is, why why should the viewing audience listen? But unbeknownst to him, I'm going to tell you why you should listen. (laughs) And here's why. It is a rare moment in your life where you get to listen to a human being whose only agenda for you is to reach your potential as a human being you're literally about to listen to what I probably would consider to be one of the top five most caring people on, and literally the entire planet. And that is a rare, rare, rare moment. So buckle up. It's time to awaken your greatness because we at DLI, we don't want a single planet person on this planet to die with the music inside. But Cliff, what is in it for the audience? Why should they listen to us today? So today I think
0: honestly is to give them hope because I think so often we're in this planet right now and there's just this place of hopelessness where we don't think there's a way out or a way to do it. And you and I both been in that place of hopelessness. And I know I've been in that place of hopelessness of why why am I still here? Why am I even here? And so today is truly, you know, if you listen and you follow and take the steps, you can truly live the life of your dreams. That's what DLI is all about. And that's what John D and Nathan and DLI, that's our whole mission is to awaken your greatness so you can live the life of your dreams as defined by you.
2: Absolutely. And everybody listening, it's, it's true. Our only agenda for you is ever for you to win and win in whatever way comes to mind for you. But now we do want to go to the the second question here and and find out how exactly did Dr. Cliff become such a caring and loving person? So, Dr. Cliff, tell us about your journey from being, you know, three feet tall, (laughs) becoming a doctor of chiropractic. We know that's a heck of a lot of schooling to owning multiple chiropractic offices, becoming a business owner. And then ultimately, what really led you to Dream Leader Institute? Is that all? <laughs> it, it reminds me of when we, I was doing my wedding vows and I was going, hey, I hope they don't ask me to repeat too much. And I just said <laughs> to you. So, all
0: right. So I'll start with the chiropractic journey. And then I'm going to, yeah. So the chiropractic journey, what happened was when I was 16 years old, I played football for seven years, I'd gotten in three car accidents and I had four concussions. And by this time, at by my fourth concussion, they took me to the hospital. When I was done with that, I had a stutter. I had memory problems. I had constant neck pain, constant low back pain, and I started getting daily headaches. Both my mom and dad were nurses. So kind of our solution at the time was like, well, I'll take some Advil. You know, it'll go away. So I'm like, okay. So I didn't really think I had a problem. I just thought, you know, I had these injuries and this is kind of what my life was going to look like. Mm. I turned 18 and I was kind of getting sick and tired of all of this. And by the time, from 16 to 23, I ended up taking eight Advil a day to function. And the thing that's really sad is I found my chiropractor when I was 17, but I didn't think chiropractic was for me, or I didn't think I had a chiropractic problem, but I love the philosophy and I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to be a chiropractor. So. I raised my hand and I'm like, okay, I want to go be a chiropractor. And I still am trying to think what my process was that I'd never been adjusted. And I went to go be a chiropractor. And at that time, the education was a hundred thousand. Now it's $300,000. But I'm like, so literally like, well, that's a really good idea. Maybe I should try getting adjusted first. So I'm kind of glad I didn't because I got into school. They assign you a student extern, which means that they're a student, but they're adjusting the other students. So I followed her recommendations. I went three times a week for however long, but 18 months later, my back pain was a little bit better, my neck pain was a little bit better, but I still had headaches, I still stuttered, I still had memory problems. And so I called my mom. I'm like, mom, I think I made the worst career pick ever. I'm halfway through chiropractic school. It can't even help me. How can I help other people with it? And just kind of like in DLI, like one of our I think our foundational tenets is ask better questions. So my mom goes, you need to ask better questions. So I'm like, okay what does that look like? She goes, I don't know. She goes, but you, you know, and so search inside of you. And so I'm like, okay. So I started asking better questions and I found a doctor who was in San Francisco. I was in school in Iowa. And so we flew him out. I'm like, I called do- him up, Dr. Forrest. Hey, I'm here putting a seminar on. Would you come out and put a seminar on? And he goes, I'd love to. So I raised my hand. I'm like, I'll pick you up at the airport. So I spent as much time as I could with Dr. Forrest and he checked my spine and he said, Cliff, he goes, you have something going on. That I can help with, but you'd have to come out to my office. So I'm like, I don't know what I have to lose at this point. So I I flew out there, saw Doctor Forrest. He referred me a doctor in Kansas City because I was only a couple hours away. So I started going a couple times a week from Iowa to Kansas City, which is a couple hour drive. And within three weeks, my headaches were gone, my stutter was gone, my memory is better, and my neck pain and headache everything was better. And I have only had four Advil since 1990. And so in a way, chiropractic saved my life.
2: I really, I really love that story. And I think there's a lot of carryover to what we do at DLI, if I'm I'm not mistaken, (laughs) but you basically took a moment of great suffering in your life and really, in essence, turned it into meaning. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Because yeah, when I got my life back, it made it easy and like. That's how I got into chiropractic, but my, the front end of my childhood was similar to like, we had just, we had similar, but different, but like my mom was a single mom. So it was her and I, we literally like, I'm in my office right now. My office is bigger than the house that her and I lived in because we didn't have any money. We didn't, you know, she slept on a, slept in a covered enclosed porch. Cause it only had one bedroom in it. It didn't have central heating. We had a kerosene heater and we were in Nevada. So it got cold. My biological father was a alcoholic, abusive. So he threw me across the room. My mom picked me up and left, and I never got to meet my biological father. And when I was seventeen, I got adopted by my dad. Meanwhile, you know, my mom was married a couple of times, I had different stepfathers. One was abusive, and then you know we brought in somebody into our house, like a foster child who I got molested by, and my. Stepfather at that time blamed me, said it was my fault, my issue, and not to ever talk about it. So it was just to push it down and that it was my fault. I brought that on. And so then when I got to chiropractic, it's like, this is awesome. I have a way that I can help people. About 17 years into my chiropractic practice, I think probably one of the most pivotal, if not the most pivotal point of my life was... My mom found a letter from my grandma, and i'm and my mom started to cry and I'm like, "Mom, what's going on and she said, "Oh, this was a letter from your grandma and I'm like, "Oh, what does it say?" she goes, "Well, it was my mom got pregnant with me when she was seventeen, and my grandma recommended that she get an abortion because I would just oh. be an interrupt into her life, like she wouldn't be able to live her life and so my mom was literally reading this sitting in an abortion clinic with me and something spoke to her to get up and walk out and what that made me realize is we're all one decision away from being here or not and whether that's like asking that girl for a date who later becomes your mom your spouse or that person who you have the baby with like whatever that is like the the likelihood of us being here on this planet is so huge and so it really made me think of like, I need to take advantage of every single moment because my mom had the courage to listen. And then she got up and it was really hard for me when I heard that letter. And my grandma like loves me to death. Like it was so, and my grandma was so embarrassed at that time. Cause I was like 30 years old or I don't know, 40, 30 or 40 years old. And so.
2: Wow. I, I I'm fascinated by this, and 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 with what happened with you, and now you've obviously doctored people. T- tell the audience, like, what is your greatest chiropractic adjustment, so to speak, story of all time? What is the what is the neatest thing you've ever seen?
0: Wow! All right, so there's th- those. I'll be quick, but there's three. So. My favorite first one was this, it was this whole family. They were a family I went to church with, and they had literally taken their kids to the doctor 39 times the previous two months before they started care. It was Sally and Frank. They were super nice. And I started adjusting her her for lower back pain. We talked about the kids. She brought the kids in. Then a year later, she comes in. She goes, Dr. Cliff, Dr. Cliff. She goes, I went to my medical doctor for our annual checkups. And the, she goes, the the doctor thought we'd move cause we were in so frequently before. And then now they only went in for their annual checkup. And so that family went from, they had allergies, asthma, colds all the time, sick all the time, neck pain, headache. Like th- there was five or, you know, five of them, three kids at the time, and then the mom and dad, and they had a whole transformation in their life. All of a sudden they were able to put their family as a priority rather than all these medical appointments. One of my other ones was, I would say, my biggest success and my biggest failure. This lady came in; she was blind out of one eye. She came in to get adjusted for her neck pain, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, we'll take care of that neck pain." And I, I told her everything, and I'm like, "You know, this is going to take us some time." We got her adjusted within three visits; the her sight was restored in her left eye, and I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome! You're going to be an amazing patient." And literally, after two or three more visits, I never saw her again. She never came back, never referred a single person in. And so it was super interesting because I didn't explain maybe the philosophy because I think it's like, oh, I got my, I got that fixed. So then I'm going to go do my life versus like, no, it's like, it's a a health approach. And so, and then my, uh, my favorite one probably was these two twin boys who were born premature. Mm -hmm. And, um. Mom and Dad were concerned. They wanted to get him checked. Well, they were in the hospital, and the nurse was like, kind of the guard, like not letting people in. Well, they were both. One was a judge, or they were both attorneys, and one was a judge, and the mom was the judge. And so she says, "Can you come adjust the boys?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course." So I went to the hospital. The nurses like crossed her arms, like, "No, you can't adjust that. It's a liability for the hospital." Da da da. And the mom just looked over and gave the mom look, where you just don't want to get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And so I went over and I adjusted both boys and I don't have the same technology that the hospital has where they see their respiration, their heart rate, breathing, everything was right on there. As soon as we adjusted both boys, they both normalized within 30 seconds. And the nurse, like literally her jaw dropped. said, will you adjust all these kids? They all need to be adjusted. And so, and then one last one, I was in an adjusting time and this lady comes in the front door so excited i've been taking care of her for about four months she'd been trying to get pregnant for four or five years and she comes in and she saw me down the hall she goes dr cliff dr cliff she goes you got me pregnant and there was like eight or ten other people in the office and i'm like
2: (laughs) (laughs) so those are a couple of the highlights Why we should always check for understanding before going to rash judgments. And and, and how how did you end up going from doctor of chiropractic? We've we've established that. uh, Maybe a little bit on multiple offices. But really, ultimately, how did you end up as part of the Dream Leader Institute? So always
0: starting to be like I'm a learner. Both my wife and I are learners. And I always wanted to make sure that I was coaching my team. Like my people were the most important thing to me and my, my patients, like our teams and my patients, my family. So I was always trying to be better. So I took this course where I met you at and I was basically just trying to be a coach for my office so I could, you know, help them do better. You and I met, we went through the program. It was great. We did it for about a year at that time was kind of a crazy time in my life. And so, and I kind of fell off. And then about two or three years later, I was like, you know, I've done, I've had a coach in my business for most of my career, all but one year, but I've never done like coaching for myself, like just for who I am, what I want to be. And at this point I was at this crossroads in my life of like, what do I do? I'm like, I have multiple offices. I'm a chiropractor. Like. What do I want to do with it? And so I reached out to you and I was like, John, I go, what are you up to? And you told me the story of DLI and you're like, well, we have this company. And I'm like, oh, cool. I go, I go, could I be a client? And, you know, I, I was thinking at that time, like, I want to, I want to ha- have like a coaching company. And so I'm like, okay, cool. This will, he can help me create my own company. And so that's why I hired you originally. And then as we started into the material, I was like this is all created. I don't need to recreate the wheel. I just need to get really good at this. And so my wife and I went through it. I did the whole DLI with my wife, with my kids. And I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. I did it with my team. We've since brought in the Dream Team program into our offices. And I'm just like, wow, this is really helping people reach their potential, which is you know, my personal core value is I want to raise the consciousness of the planet, and the only way to do that is raise the consciousness of the individual and awaken greatness. So,
2: excellent. Now, interestingly enough, back to that first question of why should they listen, and and a lot of people don't really know what it means to to have a coach. But what what's been the number one adjustment in you personally from having a coach for for life? I think
0: for me. It's really helped bring presence and focus on what I want and what I need versus I've always like being a doctor and I've always been a servant leader is always serving other people. And sometimes I would empty my cup to take care of other people and not fill my own cup. And I thought it was either or not an and. And so now knowing that, okay, cool, I can fill myself up and then I can give out of that abundance versus like, I think giving out of like I think when I grew up, there was always value if I did things for people. Like that's where I added value, not just being. And I think what DLI has done for me personally is it's really helped me along with my, like my wife's, my greatest cheerleader, greatest coach, greatest, I don't know, inspiration, but has really taught me what unconditional love is for myself and for others. And that I don't need to do anything for that. Just me being here. Is why you get that.
2: I I, I love it. And uh, everybody really did go down like that. And uh, Dr. Cliff here had, you know, taken one office and scaled it to many. And if there was anything I was bad at, it was scaling. So (laughs) when he was hiring a coach to help him develop his own coaching thing, I was uh, praying. And I'm just, I'm glad it it worked out the way it did. He became a, a natural fit. But hopefully we've established to the audience that this man knows about adjustments. In fact, <laughs> I'm a big believer, corporately, that everyone should have a nickname. <laughs> we don't take ourselves too seriously. We should have some fun. I mean, we should have fun at work, everyone. Amen. So, so I, I, I know Cliff, you know, Dr. Cliff here, uh, he's the adjustment guy. We're going to play a game, and this goes back once again. These podcasts, we want this to be all about you and helping you. And you know, by tuning in here, it's all about adding value to your life. So, Dr. Cliff, we're going to play a little game here. What would be your number one tip to people who were metaphorically wanting to adjust their body.
0: So it's funny as I process that it's very similar to what we teach in our thing. It's presence, being focused, and then having priorities. I find that if people are getting adjusted in the office, it's typically finding what are the one to three biggest subluxations or misalignments in their body to adjust. And so once you make those adjustments, you then let the body do its work and the body knows how to heal. It's a It's the one of the most brilliant things on the planet, and so you just got to get out of the way of that. And so, and the adjustment is also to do it with the least amount of force.
2: Oh, I really like that (laughs) a lot. Uh, Repeat those three words for me, though, one more time. I got presence,
0: presence, focus, and priorities. Because, like, I you know, I people talk to me about oh, like, what about those videos where they wrap the towel and they yank the head like i'm like it's too much like it's too much of a like it's just a gross manipulation not necessarily an adjustment can it have good outcomes sure can have bad outcomes sure
2: well i was hoping there would be a cute acronym to come out of presence focus and priorities everyone but you're just gonna have to deal with pfp (laughs) maybe you can make it pfp baby (laughs) pfp i love that okay next one now I know you and I both agree our you know with what Gandhi said our thoughts become our actions and those actions are what crosses people across the finish line. So what would be your number 1 tip to the viewing audience today to adjust their minds? As
0: I thought about that one the two things that came up for me was to just go into quiet because I think everybody's listening to all this noise and get really tuned in with why they feel like they're here. Like go in, you know, wherever they're at on the, the, the spectrum of religion, but like connect with that higher power, that presence of why you're here on the planet, but shut out all the noise from the world. Cause the world, I think they define things differently. And I think it throws a lot of us off,
2: man. I, uh, I love that one immensely. And to the audience, I, uh, I used to never want to be quiet because there was lots and lots of bad thoughts. And uh, if that's you, there is hope for you. And now being able to sit in silence for hours at a time is an amazing thing. But I digress. Let's go to the next one. 75% of the world has experienced trauma betrayal or loss from a relationship that was meant to love them. And that's left a lot of people in the world with a really hardened heart that's about to explode. So I know that's a lot of people in our viewing audience. You're not alone, okay? You're not alone. So Dr. Cliff, what would you say is your number one tip to adjust someone's heart and kind of be the heart mender, so to speak, to soften it up a little bit.
0: As I ran through this, I, I felt like the biggest thing is self-love because we we can't love others more than we love ourselves.
2: Ooh. To me, everyone, that that is a mic drop moment. and And I agree. And it's okay to love you. And it's not narcissistic and it's not selfish. What Dr. Cliff said there could you say that one more time about the capacity of loving yourself and loving other ones? That was amazing.
0: Yeah, I don't think uh, we can't love others more than we love ourselves. Like, it's an inside-out job.
2: That That's fantastic. Okay, now, you know, I know everyone, Dr. Cliff and I agree, there is a purpose to everyone's life. And, and we love to say around the office, that purpose is not to be an a-hole. <laughs> true <laughs> we see a lot of that in the world <laughs> what would be your number one attempt to adjust someone so they can begin walking in the direction of really you know discovering their purpose
0: so as w- with all the people that we've worked with the biggest thing is i think th- the one tip i would give on that is to be selfish I think so often we try to take care of everybody else, the rest of the planet, you know, have this bigger plan and we don't end up taking care of ourselves. So I think as you're discovering your purpose, like it's an okay place for that to be a mm-hmm. a selfish space. Like it can be a want versus I need to, like I want to raise the consciousness of the planet. And so th- that is really critical for me.
2: I love it. And, you know, it, it's, it's very, very true. You know, you have to fall in love with yourself first. And uh I agree, but let's let's move on. Oh boy, we, we we've seen all the Gallup organizations polling, and we see every month millions upon millions of people are quitting their jobs. And I know in all of my surveying of people, 90 plus percent. Tell me there are no more than a two or three out of 10 satisfied at their job. So the question is what would be your number one tip to adjust them to help people find their dream job professional calling?
0: I think perseverance. As I process that question, I think it's perseverance. I think sometimes we give up too soon. The, okay. And Like my kids, like we've had this conversation about like where they're going. I have, you know, 17 to 25 year old kids Mm -hmm. and they're looking for their purpose. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I just want to find something that you're, that like, they see how passionate I am about it, about chiropractic and DLI. The thing they didn't see is they didn't see the beginning part of that. Because at first I just thought chiropractic was a good job. I could help people natural healing. Like it, it, like I could be a good dad doing that job. And then what happened was as I learned about it, it shifted to where it was a passion. And so I think people need to stay in it. And I think Saban was great with this. Like, what do you want and what are you willing to do for it? It's just a great space in that. So that would be my thought on that.
2: Okay. I, I, I love it. And I always love hearing about Nick Saban, of course. <laughs> and we do know though, that a lot of people don't have a dream job or a dream relationship because they don't believe they deserve a dream job or a dream relationship. So everyone in the audience here, you deserve a 10 out of 10 job. This is not a dress rehearsal. You deserve the joy and love of 10 out of 10 relationships. But first we've got to answer why or why not do you feel like you do deserve? So Dr. Cliff, what would be your number one adjustment to people of them really believing they deserve that in their lives?
0: what? Right. Like a couple of thoughts come up. So the first one is to surrender. Like, I think we just like push, push. Like we're so, we have such a thought that it's about our way versus like being aware and present of what's all around us and all the opportunities around us and how every day we can serve. And just truly surrender that space and to know that we're a child of God and that we are human beings, not human doings. And I think like our whole society, like rewards doing, not being. And Jory's absolutely the best example for me as far as like a human being. Like she's very present. Like I watch her with our family and I'm like, man, it is no wonder our kids are so great. The the way she shows up and is so present for them. Where I thought it was like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that to be valued, but mm-hmm. just for my being is where the value's at.
2: Okay. I I I love everything he he he, he said there, everyone. I hope you did too. <laughs> hey, much too many people identify with being busy these days. Okay, now now we we, we know you may have already said it, but we're we're closing out here. Yeah. I can tell you everyone this this guy is a wealth of knowledge he's a wealth of adjustment a wealth of love a wealth of caring but this is a big question here <laughs> and I'm glad I'm not being asked it cuz I always have trouble with these what would be your number one tip to everyone there and the final call to action for your origin story number one tip and your final call to action. What well, I, I for me,
0: it's to take the next step and to take that inspired step. My wife would always tell me in the morning, She goes, "Oh, I had a random thought." We used to call them random thoughts. Now we're like, "No, no, no, they're inspired thoughts." Because she'll she'll go to bed with like a, a, something that she's thinking about, and then she'll wake up in the morning. And she's, "Oh, I had this random thought," and now we've changed it to inspired. So I think sometimes as we look at like what we feel like we're so far away that we're never going to get there. And so the one thing I would say is, you know, honestly, give us a call. Like, just reach out to somebody. Like, I love our program. It's the best I've ever seen. It really, it doesn't define what success looks like for you. It helps you define what success looks like for you. And it helps you move forward and get one step closer or two steps closer. But it takes that journey of a thousand miles and breaks it down to one mile, one step at a time.
2: I love it. Any anything else you wanna you wanna add before we tune out? I think as I was
0: processing all of this and getting ready for this, the biggest thing is just to, for everybody to know that they're enough. Like the most common thing that we hear as we go through our process is like nine, like n- over ninety out of a hundred people don't feel like enough. Probably ninety nine is where I, when we ask people. That's one of their places. And so the one thing I would say is just know you're enough, know your love, know that you deserve what, whatever you want, whatever you can dream of. Truly the only limitations are what, what can you dream of? And I just, I don't think our world dreams enough. And I think that's why dream leadership Institute is named appropriately. And that's what we focus on. And people don't spend, they spend so much time on distractions and they don't spend any time on dreams. They've spent very little and you know, We had a talk earlier this week, just about like, everybody tells their priorities and the the, the, the number one order I keep getting is God, their health, their partner or spouse, their kids, their family, and their job. But truly at the end of the day, what we're finding with how people are spending time, money, and energy is it's on distractions. Distraction is the number one priority on the planet right now. And instead of giving that away where you'll see that happiness is happiness comes from the inside. Health comes from the inside out. Like one of the the principles that chiropractic has is health comes from inside out and from above down. And and happiness is the same way. Self-worth is the same way. All these things come from inside. They're not on the outside. And we keep looking on the outside for all these things.
2: Everyone, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. And back to something Dr. Cliff said earlier, because it can be overwhelming to think about this. It doesn't have to be. You truly are just one decision away from changing your whole entire life. And we are here to help. Thank you so much for listening today. And we look forward to catching you the next time.
0: All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys.
1: Thank you, dreamers, action takers, people and business owners reaching your potential for joining us on this journey to awaken greatness. We hope today's episode has sparked new ideas, ignited your passion, and brought you a step closer to realizing your dreams. If you're inspired to take action and eager to learn more, visit the Dream Leader Institute's website, dreamleaderinstitute.com. There you'll discover a wealth of resources and tools tailored to help you and your business reach its potential. Already making strides and looking for additional guidance? Dr. Cliff Fisher and our team at Dream Leader Institute are ready to assist you in navigating the path to success. Stay connected with us for more insights and strategies. And remember, your greatness is waiting to be unleashed. Let's continue to dream audaciously, take action boldly, and transform dreams into reality. Until next time, awaken your greatness.